Welcome to the Boost Hospitality Podcast. We are in Season 7, Episode 12. And today I'm going to show you seven simple ways to get more media attention for your business. Today is no different from any other because I have invited in a guest expert to talk about this. I've not got any ordinary guest expert today because I am so fortunate that the Boostly Academy is full of experts in their own field. And one of the Boostly Academy members is a lady called Catherine Shields. Now, Catherine is based in Sydney, or based in New South Wales, Australia, should I say. Uh, she is a ex-creative on huge magazines such as Vogue, uh, Marie Claire, and Harper's Bazaar. Uh, now she is an accommodation owner. She's got properties scattered around New South Wales. She also works on tourism boards and has used those skills in the past career to good effect to her accommodation businesses. Uh, the BBC's Coast television series shot an interview scene on the front desk deck sorry, of their beach house and Catherine is going to share how she is able to get her property in front of publications, blogs, and influencers. She's gonna go through the few do's and don'ts, and we're even going to give you a free PDF download that Catherine mentions throughout this podcast interview. All you need to do, go to booster.co.uk forward slash podcast, scroll down to season seven, episode 12, click on the link and it'll be in there. Before you do leave, uh, go rate, review and subscribe this podcast. Also go check out the podcast sponsor, which is Hostfully. Hostfully designs digital guidebooks for your properties that will wow your guests and help you increase those direct bookings. Uh, go check them out, booster.co.uk forward slash guidebook or booster.co.uk forward slash hostfully. All right, without further ado, let's jump in. And let's speak to Catherine. Catherine, let's get you on. If you could just spend a couple of minutes, please, just introducing yourself, where you are in the world, name of your hospitality business, what you were doing before the hospitality career, and just, yeah, just fill in a couple of gaps, please. Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm located about two hours south of Sydney on the east coast of Australia in a beautiful area called the Shoalhaven. I have an, I have five holiday rental cottages, three by the beach and two in the local country town. And I guess I got to be in this space from uh, many years of investing in property and doing our properties with my husband, who's an architect. And I've always, always had an interest in, in property and that's how I became an an accidental post. So before that, I had um, a fairly long career in the media um, and in advertising. So um, yeah, I've worked for a lot of glossy titles, including things like Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, Marie Claire. I've worked on um, specialised titles and I've even edited our local glossy magazine here on the South Coast. Nice. So tonight we're going to be talking, well, tonight, this morning. So obviously right now, what time is it with you, Catherine, what, in, in the other part of the world? 20, 20 past 6 a.m. So Amazing. excuse me for the bags under my eyes. <laughs> hey, no worries at all. Thank you so much for doing this. So it's 8.15, 8.21 hour time. Talking to you on a totally different day, other side of the world. This is, this is the beauty of doing this. So what we're going to talk about tonight, like I said in the title, um, we're going to showcase seven different ways on how to get more media 
attention because it's PR, as some people call it, media, as other people call it. Um, there's so many different variables of, of, of how to do it. There's so many right and, and wrong ways of, of doing it. But we just want to basically broke down some of the, the seven ways on how you can go about getting more media attention for your business. Because if you do it well, then your potential property can get opened up to a, a whole new audience of, of people. So let's go into number one. Number one on, that, on, on our seven steps is know your market, know your product. So Catherine, over to you. Could you just break down what these seven steps are, please? Okay. So this is, don't think that this is, is not for you because I think the, um, the, the media, your lo whether it's your local media or your um, national media, they are always interested in things to do with tourism. So you would be surprised um, how interesting you are. So it's just a matter of taking the right approach. So the first thing to do is to know your market and know your product. So have a, have a think about um, where you fit into the scene. Um, those of us who've done a bit of work with Mark already have worked on our customer avatar. So if you've got your customer avatar, um, pull that out and have a, have a look at that. Um, the second, the second is uh, to shortlist and strategize um, the actual media you want to look at. Do you want me to go through the list, Mark? Or let's just double. Let's just double take. What I love is we're just diving straight into number two. But let's just double back just a, a wee second on on number one. So know okay. your market, know your know your product, uh, customer avatar, target market. Fantastic uh, that you got to know this. But I talk about it a lot in the Boostly Academy, and obviously we worked on it, uh, Catherine. So could you just um, take a minute to just to, to go back for anybody who doesn't know what customer avatar or target market means. Um, could you just sort of lay out in simple terms what it means to you? And I can obviously bounce in if needed. Well, a customer avatar, I guess, is a made up person who is your typical customer. So if your typical customer is a middle-aged mother who lives in the suburbs, then that's what your customer avatar is. It could be, um, you know, a family. Um, yeah. It could, yeah, it could be a young millennial couple. Yeah. Um, it just depends on, on uh, what sort of a product you have, wouldn't you yeah. say, Mark? It's like, yeah, 100% that. Totally agree. It's, I always say and break it down as who would you like to be your ideal guest? Who do you want to be the people that are going to walk through your door and stay in, in your properties? Catherine like, explained a couple of them there really well, but it's know who they are. So if you are a property, uh, Farmstay, for example, Farmstay property, and you want to attract an appeal to families, then you've got to sort of reverse engineer it and you've got to get very specific. So it's okay. So we want families. We want um, families with young children. We want people that live in a two to three hour radius around us because then they don't have to travel too far. Okay. So what sort of areas of the country are we looking at? You know, if you're based in Scarborough, you sort of then go in Sheffield, York, Newcastle. All right, great. So what, um, 
what type of TV shows would they be watching? What newspapers, what magazines would they be reading? What social media do they use? Once you really go specific and you deep dive on it, then, um, then what, this, what this means is that you then know your market. And then when it says know your product, then that basically means you've got to know your property. So if you say that you want families, young families to come and stay in your properties, but your property isn't toddler proof. I've got a one-year-old savage. He is literally everywhere at the moment. Here, you know, Elf on a Shelf is recording this in December. It's no more because he's just ripped it off because we've put it on the floor. So we've had to really raise it up. So if your property has got a fancy big TV that hasn't been properly structured down, or if there's breakables in it, then that is not really knowing what your product and your property is because if you're going to appeal to these young families and if you've got expensive things lying around then that's not that's not really going 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 to work um all right let's move on to number two and we'll sort of deep dive on something to the part of number one is also about taking a critical look at your product so if you are pet friendly make sure you do pet friendly well um, you need to be able to get ready for the media coming to take photos or you need to get ready for new photos for yourself. Um, and have a think about uh, your property. Does it need a little bit of work? Does your garden need work? Do you need to restyle uh, the main bedroom so that uh, it looks really good in the photos? So it's, it's also about... Um, Getting getting some ideas ready. Do you have somewhere um, for an Instagram moment? You know, just put something together, and that's all on the PDF that uh, you'll be able to download. Um, be in, make sure you're Instagram ready. Okay. Yeah. And I, I love how uh, Catherine has already teased the free PDF that she has very kindly put together for everybody that will be available um, on the download. So if you go into the show notes, boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast, you go to Catherine's episode, which is episode 12 of season seven, you'll be able to get the free download that we are talking about, a real handy little PDF there. All right. So number one. Let's move on to number two now, which is shortlist and strategize. So let's deep dive on this a little bit then, Catherine. Can you just explain a little bit more about what this means, please? Okay. This is all about which publications, which blogs, which journalists uh, do you want to target? Which, you know, is it a, um, a local um, glossy magazine that you might want to get coverage in? Is it a um, newspaper? Is it an online um, blog? Uh, Is it an influencer? Is it a specialised publication? So if you're in a cycling area, do you um, maybe want to target a cycling magazine or a cycling blog? This is the sort of thing you have to really sit down and work through um, because you really need to get ready for where you think you're going to get the most coverage. And I've I suggested in the PDF that you build a scrapbook of the coverage you'd like to get and um, take a good look at who the journalist is, um, you know, keep, keep a copy of that particular thing. Like we have a, um, our national, uh, 
Sydney newspaper does a supplement twice a year called 52 Weekends Away. I've had my properties in there a few times and it's a great way to get bookings. Um, so I normally, you know, take note of when they're coming out and make sure I submit um, really good photos um, a, a few months beforehand so yeah. that then when they come to choosing the properties, uh, you have a good chance for getting, for getting in it. I like that. So let's just sort of break down that a little bit. Let's talk about the Sunday, the Sydney Morning Herald, 52 weeks away. So what two times in the year do they publish that? And then what steps do you make? What notes are you doing? When are you reaching out? What sort of like, what's the, what does the timeline look like when you're going to do something like this, Catherine? Well, you would, you would give them, um, you would send in your information a few months ahead because they will be planning a long way ahead. Don't send it too early, but um, maybe a couple of months uh, because something like that would be like a magazine, so they would have a long lead time. Um, the other thing is, to the journalist has to come out and stay at your property. So um, usually they book and you don't necessarily know that it's them. Um, so you have to be... This is why you have to get your property ready in case you do get a secret shopper. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that, that happened to me once where I had um, a journalist who had a few glasses of wine and couldn't um, get the plug on my... I had a big Moroccan-style bath and the plug was stuck and she couldn't get the plug to come out and the whole review was about that. So it was a really, a real lost opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically the way that it would work would be, number one, find out what times of the year they're going to be published. Reverse engineer it again to work a few months out. Find the, the journalist's name or the editor's name of that, that piece and then put your prep in, um, reach out. And again, journalists will come and stay. And then you just sort of go, from from there uh, you said as well something about looking out for, for themes so uh, again so um, you said the last one was glamping look out for themes I mean the best way of doing this if you haven't got a scrapbook if you just want to start real simple just get a Google sheet or a Microsoft Excel sheet and just start going into Google start searching for publications for blogs or magazines that are around your niche so again we're sort of Veering back to number one slightly. So who is your customer avatar? Who, what magazines are they reading? What blogs are they going to? Sort of get into the mind of your ideal guest. So if you are a property that has got fantastic cycle storage, and if you are along one of the popular cycle routes, it doesn't matter what country you're in, have a little look online and try and find out what are the main blogs, what are the main magazines, what are the main pieces of information that come up on the top ranks on Google, and again, go and find out who the editor of the magazine is or who's the owner of the, the blog uh, and then sort of work backwards, get ready and then reach out and, and do your prep. Okay, so um, let's just move on to number three. It's a, a strong talking point. It's one that can make or break your business online and it's photos, photos and more photos. If you could just spend a couple of minutes Hey, Catherine, just break down what this means and uh, what advice you can pass. Okay, so really photos are the most important thing. 
because you need to um, entice whether whether you've got a TV show coming out um, or as a serious newspaper article. The thing that is going to get you noticed is your photos. So make sure you've done the prep. If you can possibly um, get a professional photographer in, uh, do it. It's really worth the investment. Um, if you're taking your own photos, make sure you really style things properly. Um, make everything really neat. The thing that I do when I'm on photographic shoots is I take a photo, even with my iPhone, um, I then, you know, scrutinise it for, you know, cords, electrical cords or, you know, messy things on the bed or, you know, things that you don't notice with the naked eye necessarily. And make sure you take photos, particularly um, outdoors of your property, um, at the right time of day. So early in the morning, late in the afternoon to get um, fabulous skies and that sort of magic light. Um, just little things like that can make all the difference. And if you're in doing interior shots, um, try to use natural light where possible because that's what, what uh, we use in editorial. And, um, and use your photo, photo editing software as well and try and get those, um, get the photos looking light and bright. If, if um, anybody's watching or listening to this and go, I don't have a photo editing software, now what you'll find with the modern phones, iPhones, um, Hawaii's and Samsung's, et cetera, is that they've all now got built in to their cameras, cool little um, simple to use editing tools. So you don't have to think when, when you hear, I always used to think when you hear the word photo editing, thinking of Photoshop, you're thinking of, you know, those expensive softwares you've got to go and buy. You can now just use them in your phone uh, and you can create some pretty amazing, stunning images. There was, a, there was an app called Lightroom. Um, uh, it, it's a paid one, but again, not too expensive, but you can do it all on your, your phone. Um, now, you've, you mentioned here about the power of Instagram. Now, do you yeah. find that the media journalists or whoever will take a little look on your Instagram channel more than any other channel when they want to find out more about your property? Absolutely. It's really important that you're on Instagram. So if you're not already on Instagram, um, there's no excuse. You have to be on there if you're in business. Yeah. This is where, this is the first place the journalists will go to check you out. They really need to know that you're credible, that you're professional, um, you know, that, that uh, you uh, know what your product is. Um, they will go online and check out all your photos. So it's really important to have a good looking Instagram account. Yeah. The other thing to do is to um, create, once the people are at your uh, property, you need to create spaces for them to take an Instagram moment. So um, you'll see on the PDF, um, on the cover, I've put a photo of, of a girl who is at a, uh, a restaurant in Brisbane that set up a swing with their logo on it so that people would take photos. So that's another um, important thing to do because whether people are Instagram influencers or just mum and dad travellers, 
everybody will take um, a photo for bragging rights. And if, if they can take one at your property with your logo in there somewhere, it's free advertising. I, uh, I, I call that Instagrammable. And uh, I spent the first four months of 2019 in Bali and everywhere you go, property, restaurant, bar has an Instagrammable theme or feature in there. It is, it is crazy, but it works. You go and look on Instagram and you can see it because it makes it stands out. People click on the image, they see where it's been taken. Because like you say, Catherine, they've got the, um, the logo of the business, the, you know, and it just sort of drives more eyes and more attention to that business. Now, we're not saying, what, you know, if you're based in the city centre of Sydney or you're based in the city centre of Manchester, go and construct a swing outside your property. Not <laughs> saying that. But so try and think of what you can do to make your property Instagrammable. And again, sort of build it around your what we're going to talk about now story but to talk about build around your your customer avatar there's um a gentleman who is part of the hospitality community who has got units and cottages in a certain part of the uk and they all of their properties or sort of one of their property is decked out in sherlock holmes attire you know so it's got a branding of the sherlock holmes and whatnot which again it makes me think about it the properties are very much instagrammable and again you're gonna you're gonna have people talking about it um there's a fantastic book on this called talk triggers by jay bear um, it's available on audible available on all uh, good book apps but one to definitely download and have a read of because it gives you sort of more ideas on how you can make your business talkable and instagrammable all right let's go and talk about story angles and this is something that i really wanted to chat to you about because obviously this is what you used to do in a, a past life and it's something that you're very good at i've been looking at some of the examples that you gave here but can you just deep dive into it again number four story angles and uh, what we can sort of gather from this okay so there are a myriad of of story ideas out there what you have to do is have a think about not only where you want to be, but the kind of story you would like or the kind of story you think is the most likely to get you some media coverage. So it may not just be a glossy tourism um, mention. It could also be a news article. And, uh, you know, this kind of exposure can really work well because you might find that you've got instead of being hidden at the back in, in the travel pages, you might be on the front page or the page three, or um, you might be right up front and get a lot more eyes on your business. So ideas um, can come from, um, you know, some latest tourism statistics, uh, something that you might know that you find is really interesting, you'd be surprised. Um, maybe everybody else would find it interesting. Um, I've given you some examples on the PDF, um, things like why pet-friendly hotels are winning over new customers, uh, things like why millennials want authentic travel experiences, um, what makes a great business hotel, um, you know, the boom in, in glamping, um, why people want wilderness combined with creature comforts you know you can you can come up with any kind of story idea that it could be about a trend that your um you know that your particular property um, addresses so 
when you can find something like that, you don't have to write the story yourself. You just need to put a paragraph down and, and put some bullet points um, and, uh, you know, what you think are the main um, interest areas. I think just to jump on top of what you're saying, you've got to make the journalist's life as easy, life as, easy as possible. They've got deadlines, they've got so many things going on. And if you can put together something that will almost write itself, then you're going to stand a lot more chance of getting it featured. And again, don't try and make it salesy, McSalesy. Don't just sort of have the angle as my business is the best in the county or we've won an award because that will be deemed as an ad and you'll just get sent straight to the advertising team. You've got to, like Catherine is saying here, research some of the latest tourism stats, look for potential story ideas. And again, if you're stuck on what to find for story ideas, look at what they featured in previous newspapers, publications, blog posts, etc. So use on what they're already writing as inspiration. And again, there's some really good angles. Catherine, in, in this PDF I'm going to share with all of you, has put together four examples that you can, you can use and sort of mold and, and go to the next step, which is number five, which is making contact. So before I let Catherine sort of break down these approaches, right now what we've got is we've got an angle we've got photos we know our product we know our market we know who we're going to contact so we've got our hit list here now that hit list could be one it could be 10 it could be 20 you know whatever you've got um this is where we're now going to make contact so if you could just again Catherine, explain about these different approaches please okay um before you actually do make contact um i think i mentioned earlier on in the pdf it's really important to um, stalk the media that you're looking at approaching. So uh, if they have reader events and you can go to a reader event, just go check it out. You actually might meet the staff, meet the actual journalist at that reader event. Um, you know, um, go onto LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, you should be on there. Um, you can follow the journalists that you think are going to perhaps do something for you. Um, you know, look at their Instagram pages, follow them on Twitter, do all that stalky stuff. Um, one of the things I also mention is, um, which is pretty obvious, is become an advertiser. So this doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know, spend a lot of money on advertising, but you could do something a lot of the magazines like country living um, in the uk have a directory at the back for um, accommodation so you could for a little amount of money advertise in their accommodation directory and that gets you um, on the radar and most magazines will support their advertisers they will know that you exist so that if they are looking for places in your area or looking for somewhere, if they were wanting to shoot a fashion story on a farm, for example, um, you know, they might even look at your farm because you're an advertiser. Um, the other thing is I've got on the PDF is um, you can try cold pitching, which is a long shot. Uh, it's not something that is easy to do and you will probably find you'll ha have to try and try again. 
Um, but always make sure you pitch your idea to one place only. Don't, the worst thing you can ever do is send out the same idea to half a dozen different publications because if they find out that, that you've given that idea to their competitors, they will drop you um, cold because the, the worst thing, the biggest thing would be to have the same story appearing in two different publications. So don't ever do that. Just make sure, just choose one publication for each story idea and target, target that particular publication one at a time. Um, the other thing you can do is contact the journos by email directly um, or even try calling them. Um, this is something that people don't think is possible, but, but you, can, you can really, um, you never know. And by calling someone direct, um, it's difficult for them to say no to, you know, while you're on the phone. Um, direct message is an effective way for contacting influencers and bloggers. Um, most of them answer their direct messages uh, personally. Um, and this is a really good way to make contact. Um, and send your media kit via uh, snail mail. That's always a that's an old-fashioned approach, but because nobody does it these days, um, it can often break through. Um, so if you've got a, a simple media kit yourself, um, yeah, just send, send that through to the journalists um, directly. I think there's three really good things to take away from this. And, it's, and again, we're sort of going back on things, if we were to do it 10 to 15 years ago, it would be a lot more expensive or wouldn't have worked as well. So let's just go on the advertise. Advertising in media, advertising on radio and TV is at its lowest it has ever been, specifically in print, because people now are just all assuming that everybody's just gonna go on to online ads, pay per click. So you don't have to spend a lot of money doing this, but if you find the right publication for you, so you've done your research, so you've done 4321 correctly, but we've just gone through, you find the right one, so it's got um, a ton of readers, the ideal type of readers that match your property, and you've done all of that and it all stacks up, then I would 100% be going in with the advertise option first. Why? Because just like anything, any newspaper application out there or any editorial they are going to get so many cold pitches all the time every single day they will have email after email after email saying hi i'm an executive for da 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 i would love to have a post in your da 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 and it just goes straight into the junk but if you can go in and go hey i'd love to advertise with you can i look at your media kit can i have a look at like what what price list what you've got on offer go and just go in at the lowest one and it may be on the back page to start off with, but build up that relationship, maybe one, two months down the line and then go back to them and just go, hey, um, you know, we'd love to work with you further. Is there anything that we could do? And like Catherine's saying, they may need a photo shoot when they um, have a, a comment page. So but there's, two type of, there's two type of ways that PR works. It's reactive press or it's proactive press. And a lot of the times when it's reactive, uh, and there's like a new story that's broken specifically in your industry or in your niche, then they're going to need uh, a quick segue, a quick comment or a quick like, news bite. And again, if you're on their radar, if you know the journal or the advertising team, then 
when it comes to it and they need it, you'll be one of the first ones down their black book that they're going to reach out to. So again, make contacts within the ads team. Also make contact with the journalists. Like Catherine said, um, go to events where they may be. Start to get to know them. This is like medium to long-term planning, but to be perfectly honest, this is a medium to long-term sort of game because the benefits are so big on the back of it. I actually tried this one that Catherine mentioned about calling the journals from our local paper. Uh, I called them out the blue. Um, I had a bit of an in because I knew a friend of mine worked in the sports desk. I called him and he patched us through, but I just had a chat with the journal that I really wanted to speak to. And we were featured in the, in, in the paper in our local area for something that we, we wanted to talk about and get and get across. So calling is a fantastic way because, again, it's, it's what's deemed as an old school method. Uh, nobody calls anymore. So try doing that. And, and again, with the snail mail, we talk about snail mail, but again, nobody mails anything anymore. So if you can put to something together in a post and it doesn't have to be so much as a media kit, it could just be a box of donuts with an, a little note in just saying, this is just a, a, a little gift from us to you in the, uh, in, in the journalist team, in the sales team, whatever team, from da-da-da-da. Hope you enjoy. If you ever need any, if you want, it'd be good to have a chat sometime. And again, just 48 hours, give them a call to say, hope you enjoyed the donuts. I just want to speak to somebody about advertising or da-da-da. You know, stalking on, on social media is also a great way. LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we, talk, we talked about this a lot in the Boostly Academy about how to reach out to influencers, how to work with influencers because influencers, influencer marketing is, is going to only get more popular and more, more um, higher return of investment over the course of the next few years. So again, this is a great way of doing so. So number five, making contact is a fantastic thing. So I hope you're all making notes in that. And uh, again, if you want to go back and rehash it, number five in the PDF, I'm going to give you all access to by going to boosted.co.uk forward slash podcast. Right. Let's move on to number six, the pitch. What advice can you pass on here, Catherine? Okay. So you're ready to go. You know where you're uh, aiming. You want, um, you've chosen your media or your media channel. Um, don't rush into it. Make sure you're well prepared. Make sure you have great photos, about four really good photos that represent your um, property well. Um, there's a checklist. Have a great short description of your property. Um, just do an A4, single A4 page. Don't make it any longer than that. Um, make sure your grammar and spelling is perfect. Because quite often, as Mark mentioned, these journalists are really busy. There's a 24-hour news cycle. They will quite often copy and paste what you've given them. Um, so make sure it's all perfect. If the spelling is wrong, they will just throw it aside. Um, High-resolution photos, sharp and in focus. Just make sure the quality is there. Make sure the size of the files is... is um, is a decent size. Make sure you caption every photo. So um, if you just want to number the photos and have somewhere a, uh, a description of each photo, that's really important because the journalist will, or the copy editor will have to get on the phone and call you and find out what, what is in each photo. Uh, if you've already done that for them, they will love it. Um, 
a maximum one page story outline. You don't have to write the story. Uh, you just have to do a paragraph intro and dot points of the main ideas. Um, and links to websites, links to um, other people they can get quotes from. Um, and finish, make sure you finish with all the details like the address of your property, your phone number, your email, uh, your social media links, um, and contact details for any other people who may be able to provide um, more information. Because rarely will they just do a story on one person, they will normally try and get um, at least one other point of view or one other. So, so exact, for example, if it's a story on glamping, they might do um, two or three or four different types of glamping. So you might want to get together with um, some other people in your industry and put a pitch together that way, which I think is another point. Which My is, uh, yeah, which is the final <laughs> one, which is uh, number seven, which is something that a lot of people don't realize. And, and it's really good that you mentioned that and that when journalists put a story together and if you just again think about like the the local radio or the magazine or whatever you've got together just you never is just one person's view they've always got a few variables so what number seven and what Catherine's done here is basically we're sort of saying hang on it's not that tricky try and get a group of you together and uh, i'm gonna let Catherine walk through the fictional idea that she put out as an example in here but it's, it's something that would A, make your life easier, B, make the journal's life easier, and C, you get more chance to get in publicized. So yeah, just walk through, please, example number one of the fictional idea, because it's, it's a real good one. Okay, so I, I put a couple of ideas together um, because I, you know, I have friends who are in this business as well who would be totally daunted by doing any of this. So I want to just give you some examples to show you that it's really not that hard at all. So the first example is um, travel trend. City families crave authentic farm experiences. Okay, so that is something that uh, a lot of the Boosley hospitality people have is that sort of farm stay experience. So do a little bit of research. Um, the latest tourism report from Visit Britain or something that says that there's been, say, a 25% increase in the popularity of farm stay holidays across the UK in the three years from 2016 to 2019. Okay, this is just made up. So what I would do is say I had a farm stay and I have a couple of friends in different parts of the UK who have farm stays, I would maybe call them and say, let's do this together. Um, put all your photos together and say, you know, um, Alison Smith runs a historic Black Rabbit Inn, a farm stay, you know, in Devon. Um, we have somebody else who has um, a farm stay in Yorkshire. And each one of them will be different and maybe aim at a slightly different market. And that will make for a really interesting story. So that's my first example. Should I talk about the second example, Mark? Yes, please. Okay, so this is a totally different idea. So service accommodation. This is um, a totally different vibe. Uh, and you're thinking, well, how do we make a story out of that? 
Um, most service departments are fairly, you know, um, similar. Uh, they're not, you know, visually they're, they're not that interesting because they're hotel rooms. Um, but what you can do is look for an angle. And the thing that I've noticed just watching the podcasts is that a lot of these service accommodation um, people are young guys. They're young entrepreneurs. So I think it would be an interesting story to put uh, a few of these guys together and talk about um, these guys that are young, tech savvy, tech savvy, and they're beating the hotel giants at the business travel game. That's what the story idea is. So I would get maybe five service department entrepreneurs together, um, find out where they are. I think it's interesting that they're not in London necessarily. They're in some of the regional cities. Um, you know, that's interesting. And these guys are really um, doing, you know, they're, they're disruptors in the accommodation world. And they're probably making a lot of the hotels very nervous. So there is the story. So if you're an SA person um, and you know of a few others, you could get together and pitch that story. I like that. And right there, we've got two angles, two stories, and then it's up to you now to go with it. I just want to take this opportunity just to say thank you so much to Catherine for doing this. Number one, for doing it so early in the morning. Number two, for, for doing something out, out of your comfort zone. Uh, and and, and I, I think everybody will agree watching this or listening to this on, on the podcast will agree that it was fantastic. So many things to take away and everybody can take some away. That PDF is available. All you need to do is go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast. Go down to episode seven, sorry, season seven, episode 12. Click on uh, the link where we're talking about it with Catherine and then you can go in there and you can grab it from there. Catherine, if anybody wants to find you on LinkedIn or any of the socials, where's the best place to go to say hi and say thank you for this episode? Um, I'm on Instagram under South Coast Escapes. Um, I'm on LinkedIn um, my, under my name, Catherine Shields. Um, and I'm on Facebook at, uh, under my name or South Coast Escapes. Nice. And my website, which is southcoastescapes.com.au. I will make sure that we get all of those web links in the show notes so everybody can go back and check out in, in the blog post as well. I just want to say thank you so much for doing that. And again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you are doing amazingly well in downloading these podcasts, subscribing to these podcasts, rating and reviewing them. It's going up and up and up in the charts, which is fantastic. I'd like to take a minute to thank the sponsor of the Boost Hospitality Podcast, which is Hostfully. Hostfully help you design digital welcome packs and digital guides that will wow your guests. You can go and get a free one right now by going to boostly.co.uk forward slash guide book or just go straight to hostfully h-o-s-t-l-f-u-l-l-y.com my spelling is a little bit crap on that one right um thank you so much for tuning in as always please go rate review and subscribe i'll be back for a very special podcast coming up very soon thank you very much for tuning in